0: I am positive you can probably already hear birds chirping all over in the background. And that's because I am doing this recording outside for multiple reasons that I'm not going to go into. But it just turns out this ends up where I'm going to have to record this. So you're going to hear birds chirping through the whole thing. You may hear a golf cart go by, dogs barking. So hopefully the birds chirping will just be... Relaxing and not distracting. (laughs) So, with that out of the way, I want to share with you an email that I received this past week, and I wanted to also pass along my thoughts to this question. Fran asked me, Hey Laura, I didn't know if you had any resources on when people ask if I have other children, or how many children do you have? My other child is seven years old, and we are in a relatively new neighborhood. In different places, playground, pool, restaurant, etc., I get this question so often. Usually if it's one person, I will open up and say two. I also have a son who is with Jesus, who has special needs, etc. And other times I get different vibes from the person, especially if in a large crowd and I just say my daughter is an only child. And then I beat myself up later and feel so bad about myself and I tell myself I'm always going to say two no matter what. And then it happens all over again. I cowered and then feel guilty. Any help in this area would be appreciated. Thanks, Laura. I do remember dealing with this when Becca died. If I say five, will they ask questions I just don't want to answer? But how can I not include Becca because she is still my daughter? There was only one time that I did say I have four children. And like Fran, it felt horrible. And I've never done that again myself. This is a question that is very normal when you meet another mom. It's just a natural thing to ask how many kids you have, but it's one that we no longer ask because we don't want to be asked that question in return, do we? I have found that when I get that question asked to me, I just say five, and I leave it at that. Now, sometimes that's enough information, just saying I have five kids, and other times we know there may be another question coming. They might ask, do they all live around you? At that point, I'll take a deep breath and start with something like, well, my oldest passed away and the rest are, and I continue to answer their question. Or another question that we get after the first one is, oh, how old are they? What are their ages? Another deep breath here, and I will say something like my daughter, who's the oldest, passed away when she was 29. My son, who's the oldest now, is 35, and I usually have to do some math work in there (laughs) to remember how old my kids are. I don't know about you, but once those numbers hit in the 20s, I tend to not keep track as much as uh, I did when they were younger. Sometimes that does start a conversation that allows me to talk about Becca They may say something like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you mind if I ask what happened? And then I can give the short version of what happened to Becca, how she passed, and and the story behind that. And after their response, it opens the door for me to tell them who she was. I I can say, I mean, they may say, I'm sorry again, or that sounds terrible, or whatever they say. And then I, I can continue the conversation and say something like, I miss her a lot, especially her laugh. She had a great laugh. Everybody loved her laugh, and I miss it so much. She had a, a great gift of hospitality. She always went overboard, she loved to entertain, she loved to you know be the one in charge of the baby showers or whatever was going on and and if If Becca was putting something together for you, you knew it was going to be good. <laughs> And so I, I might go on and like that, share something about her and, and allow it to give me an opportunity to talk about her and share her with someone who didn't know her and, what you know, the good things about her that I miss. Now, sometimes, obviously, when someone asks you how many kids you have and I give the answer five and they ask another question and then I have to say that my oldest one has passed away, it can be met with awkwardness. And I know we've all had that happen to us. So in response, I I try to say something like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I know you weren't expecting that. There's just no easy way to share that with people. And then maybe reverse the question as quick as I can. So how many kids do you have? In other words, deflect. You may want to ask a, di- a totally different question and kind of get get the conversation going in a different direction totally. It might be something like you might ask them, the thing is to have this in your head ahead of time. When when I get asked and it gets awkward, then this is what I'm going to ask to try to remove that awkwardness. And it might be something like, so are you a full-time mom or do you have work outside the home? And that can open the door for a conversation. Oh, okay, so you are a beautician. I've thought about, you know, doing Coloring my hair kind of like an auburn red what do you, what do you think you think that would be a good color for me? I mean change you see what I'm doing I'm deflecting and then I'm taking that conversation in a different direction so that awkwardness doesn't just hang there. It may be something like oh where do you where do your kids go to school or how long have you lived here in this area? It could be uh, if you're at the park, how do you like this this new playground setup so what, what I'm doing is in when that awkwardness comes for that question, just have something in your mind that you can ask that will deflect the conversation and change it to something else and get away from that awkwardness for both of your sakes as quickly as possible. The thing is, when we get asked that question, how many kids do you have, we just never know what the rest of the conversation will be like. And it's bad enough to have to verbally acknowledge what happened to our child, much less having to make someone else, a stranger, feel better about our situation. I know thats it's crazy the way we have to do that, isn't it? How often we find ourselves comforting someone else or putting them at ease because uh, of our situation. I know of one mom, you know, I, I did say that this is something you kind of need to have some thoughts in your head ahead of time is very helpful. Because I do know of one mom uh, that I talked to once who hadn't even thought about that yet in her fresh grief. And so when she was asked that question, it shocked her so much. Trying to figure out how to answer that, you know, just the thoughts that swirl in your head. All she could do is start crying and leave. She just walked away. And I, I don't want that to happen to you. And no matter how awkward it gets, that at least you have a backup plan and you're not caught off guard like that. I'm really sorry to say it, but that's just part of our lives now. This is one of those things that our family and friends don't realize is a constant reminder of our child who's no longer here with us. Just that simple of a question. And there's just no way around it. I'm sorry. But it is another thing that does eventually get easier There will always be times that it will sting, and you may find yourself tearing up after you've been fine answering that question for even a couple of years. And there's just no rhyme or reason to any of this. I don't know if you caught something I said in my own answer a minute ago, but I want to circle back to the fact that Becca was my oldest, and three of my children are now older than their older sister. And that is really hard when you lose uh, a child who has younger siblings to watch them become the same age and older than their older sibling. It is very rattling. And for two of my sons, my oldest son, we really didn't talk about it. It didn't feel like an elephant in the room, but it's like, how can you not think about it? But we just never never really had a, a conversation about it. With my daughter, it really rattled her to the point where I was at a, a women's retreat. I was speaking there, and I got a, a call from my daughter asking where her sister's death certificate was. She wanted to figure out to the exact minute when she was going to be older than her older sister, and I I said to the, uh, the women's retreat, it was like, I got to go. I, I need to be at home, and I just left and drove home. And to be with my daughter, uh, that's how much it rattled her to be older than her older sister. And so the other son, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, it's weird for him, but it's its not something that uh, has rattled him in any way, I guess. We do have one more son that will be going through it. And just knowing him and some of the struggles he still has with his sister's death, I think it's going to be really hard on him. But that's another area where a lot of people just don't think about that. Uh, that we have children, other children, that will, they're older, they are older than their older sibling. And that's just another difficult thing that we have to go through. And I honestly, I, I don't have answers for that. I just don't, other than the fact that you know it's going to happen. And for some of us, it's really, really rough. It's really, really hard. For others of us, it may not bother us quite so much, but I just want to just bring that up for those of you, maybe you haven't lost uh, an old, you know, it wasn't the oldest sibling, so you won't be going through that, but it's just another layer of grief and another thing that that we deal with that, like I said, that people around us just don't even think about. We might not even think about it for a while until that time gets closer. So that's really all I wanted to talk about today, uh, just really simple but something deep and heavy for us as bereaved parents. And let me wrap this up by saying you need to do what you are comfortable with. Pray about it, really pray about it, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you because He knows your heart even better than you know your own heart. And it may be that uh, you decide that you're going to give the same answer each time, or it may be different as you sense how the person on, on the other end who's asking how they might respond to your answer. The bottom line is that your son or daughter, who's no longer here on earth with you, is still your child. You do not have to justify still including them to anyone. You also don't have to feel guilty if you don't include them when you answer. You do what is right for you. Before... We go on to the birthday segment. I really want to say thank you to those who graciously responded to the episode last week to my, I'll call it a pity party, uh, when I was really open and honest about my struggle to keep going with GPS Hope and what I'm doing here. I heard from several of you about what a lifeline we are to you, and I am so sorry you have a reason to be connected to us, but I am glad God led you to GPS Hope, and I thank you again to those who let me know how important GPS Hope has been to you on your journey. Let's go ahead and get to our birthdays for this week. Calvin Joseph Kendricks, Jr. was born on June 17th and is forever 28. Joe Luzzo was born on June 18th and is forever 17. Tony Positeri was born on June 18th and is forever 38. Alyssa Tyner was born on June 19th and is forever two-and-a-half years old. Carrie Lee Venning Burrell was born on June 19th and is forever 25. We celebrate with these families the day that these children came into the world. We know that it's still such an important and memorable day for us, and just because our children are gone doesn't mean we don't remember them, think about them, and celebrate that day. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday announced to the listeners on this podcast, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There's just a form there, fill it in and submit it. And it just gives me the information that I need to be able to announce your son or daughter. If you are in Ohio Or nearby, Dave and I will be sharing at a one day retreat designed for parents and caregivers who have lost a child. It's called Hope for the Heart. If you aren't in Ohio, you can still join us virtually. It's going to be on Saturday, July 17th from 9 to 2 Central Time. To find out more, click on the link that will be in the show notes, or you can check your weekly word of hope. I'll be talking about that for a couple of weeks for sure. If you don't get my weekly word of hope, just go to gpshope.org hope and sign up for it. Your email address is safe with us. We don't go crazy sending you all kinds of things. So if you would like to be part of the GPS Hope family in that way, uh, I would love to be able to send you uh, an email, a weekly word of hope. I would like to occasionally do a Q&A episode, question and answer. So if you have a question like the one Fran sent to me, you can email me and let me know what that question is at laura, L-A-U-R-A, at gpshope.org. Now on today's subject, if you have any thoughts, any helpful suggestions for when someone asks us that question, how many kids do you have, please be sure to share them in the comments below. Let's help each other out with this, Okay. Next week, as of right now, I plan on talking about how to respond to another loaded question, which is, how are you? I hope you join me for that. But until then, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.